Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. It's a body, it's a body, it's a body. Hey! It's Thursday here on the Big X Sports Radio. A big party for Kentucky Roll Call. Nick Roush. Justin Kalen here with you today. The sports talker, TJ Walker, feeling a little under the weather. What? Yep. Wait. Didn't didn't he say earlier this week that he doesn't miss due to sickness ever? Yeah, and he's like, you know, everybody what? else gets sick in my family, but I'm I'm good. That was that that might have even been yesterday he said that. Really? And and then now he's sick? Unbelievable. No. Surely TJ wasn't a jinxy cat. No. There's there it's just not possible. What a bum. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Normally, I don't stick shame. We're going to stick shame. We're going to stick shame today. <laughs> it is crazy, though, because um, I just started loading up on vitamin C yesterday. Because between TJ, Peak, Luckett, it's just um, getting cold. Everybody's been around family members. People are getting sick. Did you spray uh, Lysol on your mic? Because Rutherford was a little under the weather yesterday. What the hell? So you might want to take that Lysol and just give it a little. There you go. There we go. <laughs> I hope you all can smell that through the microphone. <laughs> I'll certainly be able to smell it today on a Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call, November 30th, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM is the dial on the Big X. You can listen to us on TuneIn, a bunch of different ways, podcasts, however you get us. We appreciate you joining us today for what we expect to be a trivia Thursday. Typically, Corey Price beats us all here on yeah. Thursdays. Even, even me some days. Yeah. So hopefully Corey's well. Saw him in the press box Saturday. Uh, gave him some parking tickets over at UofL. Um, haven't followed up, but I don't believe his car got towed. So I think I gave him good sound advice. I was gonna, I was gonna save this and tell Corey directly, but man, those videos, the highlight videos from inside the booth, with just showing Leach and Picoro on the call, and then you've got Corey in the middle just celebrating after every big play. I, I love those videos. He's got to have so much fun doing that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that that's just, and especially to work with those guys. Uh, Tom Leach is, uh, whatever you think of him, he's even nicer. He's just one of the nicest human beings to walk the planet Earth. And Bacoro is, the, uh, especially on road trips. Like, I feel like Bacoro and I always have a moment every road trip. <laughs> just I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Um, 
But I, I found myself, I was watching, I was re-watching some of the highlights. And that's, it's one of those games that we kind of moved on from it quickly because you had all of the Mark Stoops stuff. Mm-hmm. You had all of the, uh, the Kentucky went over Miami. There's the transfer portal happening. Like, we haven't really got to enjoy Louisville's misery as much as we typically can and should. And so, you know, about once a day, I'll pop on either some highlight or I've also been doing the thing, Scoots, that if nothing's going on at the house, um, and especially if I want Duke to play football with me, mm-hmm. you got to have football on the TV. So I'll just put the Kentucky Louisville game on. And man, um, the one, I, I, I think it's the play, um, I think it's the, the, the Isaiah Cummings t- uh, 55 yard catch. Mm-hmm. We get the Jeff Picoro giggle, and the Jeff Picoro <laughs> giggle is just that's 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 when you know the, the cats are cooking with grease, right? When when you get a little <laughs> in the background of your highlights, that means Kentucky's doing so awesome that the only emotional proper emotional response is to just uh, let out a laugh, and that's that's what we get from the UK radio broadcast crew, the best in the business. Corey's a part of that uh, team, helping helping them be at their best and uh, hopefully we'll get to see him today for a little bit of trivia Thursday in addition to that it was a big college basketball night um, there's a lot of news in the transfer portal um, Kentucky's looking for a new wide receivers coach we're going to discuss it all um, but Scoots I want to start by just asking how how was your Wednesday uh Wednesday was good I did the normal producing till one o'clock, then I had to go to work and finish up some end of month inventory Ooh. that I is put inventory off. is as bad as sitcoms make me lead me to believe. Inventory is I mean, I don't I don't love it. I I, I we had passed it off last month to another employee. <laughs> I, it's and it's the same thing with me with like liquor and beer orders. I I hate doing all that. So I passed off all my stuff to her. Her management passed all my stuff to her. And she did end-of-month inventory last month, and the numbers were way off. So my manager came to me, and he was like, hey, I need you to do end-of-month inventory. Not sure what she did, but it was it was way off. So I, I put that off on Tuesday, so I had to go in on Wednesday and do that. And then I just went home, watched some TV. I watched uh, Leo. Have you watched Leo yet? It's the new Netflix movie with Adam Sandler. It's, it's a cartoon, but it's really good. So if if I know anything about you, Scoots, you're going to prioritize a new Adam Sandler Netflix movie over pretty much anything. I mean, well, there, there could be a fire, and you're just like, eh, got to go watch this Adam Sandler Netflix. Well, there, movie. I mean, there wasn't anything else on at that time of the day. Like, I got home at three thirty, so there oh, there wasn't okay. anything on. All right, fair enough. So is I, um I is, is it, it about a lion? No, it's about a lizard. Actually, ooh, okay. yeah. Adam Sandler plays a lizard, and then Bill Burr, I think it is, plays a turtle. And basically, they're classroom pets. And oh, that sounds like a great. Leo figures out he's only got a year to live because lizards typically die around seventy-five, and he does the math, figures out he's seventy-four. <laughs> um, so then the students take them home. Like one student takes them home every weekend or whatever, and he just keeps trying to escape. And it's just that sounds like oh, a fun premise a of a animated movie great movie, uh, yeah. i on well, adam sandler playing animated character it's just great see and I, I remember when i was a little bit younger i mean when, when did grown-ups come out like 2012 or something like that i'd say before that yeah so basically that was you're a little younger and you're like why is adam sandler making these movies i don't get it and then i realized 
oh, well, he just has young kids. He's making movies for his kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and that totally makes sense. I appreciate Adam Sandler uh, for doing the Hotel Transylvania movies because, for I mean, you know, kids love Halloween, but for whatever reason, there's not a deep discography, a deep catalog of Halloween flicks for kids. Sure. So, and that, I mean, that's really the only one. I know, you know, obviously Hocus Pocus or any of the other Disney Halloween stuff, but that's a little bit harder. I mean, you know, some of those things, you don't want them to scare them and then you right. have to deal with them being up all night. So at least like a cartoon, when they see a cartoon, they know it's not real. So shout out to Adam Sandler for making that. And I'm sure, I bet the Leo one is pretty darn good. Yeah, no, it's uh, good. Your, your kids would love it. Okay. All right, good, good. We'll have to, to catch up on that. We are... Uh, we are in prime season for Grinch movies, and oh. he calls. I, I haven't figured out which one's which because we haven't actually watched it yet. But there's a funny Grinch, and there's a mean Grinch, and there's a silly Grinch, and that's the you know cartoon, uh, the the one the Jim Carrey one, and then the newer one, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays. It's like the 3D animation from Illumination, who did the Minions movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that. They're, I mean, they're all good. Um, if I had my druthers, like obviously we love the one that we grew up with. Mean Grinch. Yes. But actually, I think he calls him silly. That's where I'm trying to get him. I think he calls Mean Grinch the cartoon, the OG, because the he just looks more sinister. Mm-hmm. That's the best one, though. Like, the, the animated one. Yeah. yeah the that's, that's 30 the minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not a lot of... You know, not too much fat you got to trim off there. Like, it's straight to the point. And the Max is great comic relief, especially the part where the Grinch turns around and he sees Max just there, like, uh, you know. He's like, we, we, we. <laughs> well, they're going down the sleigh, down the. Uh, oh, it's great stuff. Great stuff. Um, I digress. I digress. I got it straight away a little bit there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you seemingly had a pretty good Wednesday, Scoots. I. Was busy for most of the day, but did have a little dinner at the parents' house. Come on, yep. Uh, the 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 kids had so much that they helped the, they helped us with our Christmas decorations over the weekend. Now they had to get to help Grammy and Papa with theirs. The train set is just a always a hit, always a hit, um, especially with the littlest one because like he's just like, oh, this is amazing. Is it a big train set? Um, not not like Rutherford's dad level no. taking up the whole basement, but but it is essentially we'll just turn it into at most a figure eight. Mm. But you know it's good enough to fit around a tree if you want to do that. Uh, but it's a good you know train size and it's plastic. It's cheap enough um, to where you know baby runs over it or something like it's no big deal, <laughs> right? You know so uh, that I'm sure today when he's hanging out at Papa's that that'll be a primary. Uh, play toy today. I don't know. Baby's big old boy. I don't know if you want him running over it. Hey, it's durable, man. It withstood four rash kids. So <laughs> if it can, if it can get through us, I think it can make it through the next generation. Uh, and then I watched. Uh, you know, we I had a show till late last night, but we did uh, did watch a lot of college basketball. Same, yeah. And I'm excited to talk about it. If you want to talk about it, text in to the Thorns text line five zero two four one four. 1450 start your day with thorns fuel yourself up fuel your car up i had a nice little gas discount with my frequency rewards app yesterday when i fueled up uh they've got great coffee great breakfast sandwiches and just whatever you need they're your neighborhood convenience store locations all over town 
Download the Thornton's app today. Stop by one and text in 502-414-1450. Scoots, I'm, I don't, I, the text line, we've been a little weird about it lately. Oh, it's been out of control. Yeah. So can you, can, can you handle the responsibility of our first segment texters? I can. Can you keep tabs on them? Thank yeah. you. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh, I want to start. I, I took some notes, Scoots. Let's start with the ACC-SEC challenge. Okay. Because I'm sick and tired of them talking about how loud Arkansas is. I, I get it. It's loud in there. We get it. I've been there. The joke's about it being loud. The Chris Budden interviewing John Shire, and he's like, what? I can't hear you. And they're like, because <laughs> it's so loud here in Arkansas. Bud Walton Arena. The loud- we get it. We get it, folks. Bud Walton's loud. We get it. I can attest to it. I can attest to it. I was there when John Calipari got ejected, and the Razorbacks, they thought they won the game. They were ready to storm the court right then and there. You know what happened after that? Kentucky went on 15 to overrun and won the game. It was awesome. But I can attest, when that when they have crowd pops, it is like you just can't hear the person next to you. There's no, there's no way around it. But I got a little sick and tired of hearing about it because that game got boring. Right. And Scoots, the lesson I learned last night, because I'm so I have I've built up like a lot of futures of cash for me. I've got a really nice pot of money sitting there in the DraftKings account. But I'm so new I'm trying to feel out how I do my college basketball wagering. And I've never done live gambling either. And I and I hadn't done a ton of college basketball wagering because, you know, the lines come out the day, you know. 24 hours before tops. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times I just wouldn't be able to bet on them. So I, I was like, man, Arkansas four and a half point dogs. It's like they've been kind of bad lately. Scoots their home. I should have just, should have just blindly money lined them. Like that, that's what you should do for a lot of those home dogs. Yeah. Live betting is the way to go though with college basketball. I mean, it's, it's, you could just find such a favorable line. Like for example, the other night when Kentucky was down six to Miami, Kentucky on the money line was minus 110. Yeah. What? They were six-and-a-half-point favorites coming in. You should not get a line of 110 for a six-and-a-half-point favorite ever. But I did. So, I mean, that's just the kind of value you can find by doing the live bet. So I'm trying to fill it out um, and, and figure out the right choices. And in the meantime, doing player props. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Davis was their best player last year. He's That's no longer the case at all. Trayvon Brazil is... So good. He is very good. He is going to be a difficult matchup for everybody that faces Arkansas and really going to make them their X factor. I know they've got another guy who's also still out with injury, but uh, there was a moment late in the game where Arkansas got a 15-ish point lead, and they basically had the game in hand for the final 10 minutes or so. until they got content and Duke made a nice little comeback. But Duke's comeback actually might have happened if Brazil didn't hit a three with time winding down on the shot clock. The fact that he can stretch the four out like that, it allows their guards to play with space, uh, get to the rim. L. Ellis is fine. They got another kid, uh, uh, Khalif, who's a good three-point shooter. Uh, so they, they're, they're going to end up being a solid team, a hard out. I believe Kentucky does have home and home with them, and I want to say they end the season at Arkansas, so you're going to have to hear them talk about how loud it is once again. Um, but Duke is fine. Arkansas, pretty good. Uh, but 
that 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 Arkansas team is is they're going to be one of those that really makes their hay by winning at home. It's how many games that can they steal away from Bud Walton? Where that that's ultimately going to determine where they fall in the SEC pecking order. Are they good enough to go out and beat some teams on the road? Right now, I think with all the transfer portal stuff, they're still figuring it out, and that's why they took some early season losses, weren't ranked in the top 25. But they're going to end up being a, a pretty good basketball team. How great? Uh, you know, that's tough to judge. But I, I, I could factually say Trayvon, Trayvon Brazil going to be one of the best big men in the SEC, and that's a game that Trey Mitchell has to be at his best because they're – and hell, by that, that time, Bradshaw should be back. Like those should be really good matchups, really fun battles uh, between those two bigs because they they are s- similarly styled. And uh, it might come down to like, all right, which which one of these big guys has the better game? That might ultimately decide who's the winner. Were you surprised to see Arkansas rush the floor with the? Normally, no, you beat a top ten team, right? But with the success that Arkansas has had the past few years, I mean, they've made deep tournament runs. They've been in the top twenty-five themselves. I just, I don't know that so, I agree with them rushing. All right, here's the thing: I'm normally one of those, like kids be kids. It just, you know, I'm not going to yuck their yum. Have your fun, kids. And um, I will say about this court storming, unlike many previous others, security guards were very prepared. They had formed a wall quickly around the Duke team, helped them get out of the tunnel um, so where they weren't just really in the middle of it. The thing that I didn't understand, Scoots, is that whole arena was pissing down their leg the final 10 minutes of that game. They were so nervous because Duke turned that 15-point game into a three-point game. Arkansas was missing free throws. I mean, that was a nervous arena. And so normally when you get court storms, it's – it's the reaction from this explosive energy that you're getting within the arena, and I just didn't feel that the final five ten minutes of the game. So that's it. Just felt like a weird court storm because there was more relief in the arena than actually excitement to to beat Duke. So you mentioned this game got boring. Was was that when it got boring in the second half? Because I went to bed at halftime. First half was freaking awesome and then when I wake up this morning and I check the score I'm yeah. just thinking to myself holy smokes classic college basketball no, game Arkansas went on a run at the before the 12 minute media timeout I want to say mm. and got it into that 12 point buffer zone and Duke never really could do anything because so much of their offense has to go through Filipowski yeah, they're Roach. I mean they're a two-man show yeah and Roach rolled his ankle um at one point I think he came back in I'm, I'm not mistaken but yeah Tyrese Proctor just an average point guard they don't they just don't have a lot of shooting a lot of elite guard play so they're just it's tough for them to to come from behind now give them credit they did when Arkansas got tight Duke took advantage of it um but they needed a couple more shots down the stretch it that that ended up I, one thing that I didn't realize, too, that was the first Duke road game against an SEC team since Waitner played Shaq and Jay Billis was an assistant coach. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's fun about this challenge and also fun about having SEC basketball back because, you know, I can't say that about LSU right now, but when you get these programs that have these moments, Arkansas fans, they really care about basketball. Auburn – I know it's a crackerjack arena, so it you know only holds eight, nine, ten thousand or whatever, so it makes it feel like a lot. But when they're good, they care. 
So it's it's good to have these moments where they care. Uh, can you look up to see who won? I, it feels like the ACC SEC challenge was a push. I don't know what the final actual it tally was. It was a push, an actual but, push. But timeout. Louisville beat Bellarmine, so the ACC gets a half point. So the ACC no, actually wins. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. Is that how it works? Yep. Yeah, but Dalton Connect got injured though. So he got injured and still put up thirty-seven. He got injured in like the final three minutes. Yeah. What a game. The game was – and that, that – I mean, that's the story of Tennessee, right? They, they're – Rick Barnes is classic Rick Barnes team. They're only going to be able to do – they're only going to be able to exceed expectations if Dalton Connect is scoring out of his mind. Because mm-hmm. Vescovy is fine, but like we've seen him for 10 years. We kind of know what that guy is. Exactly. He'll have – He'll have a game or two or three here and there where he goes off and hits a bunch of threes and, you know, everything works out well. But then, for the most part, he's like a 12-point guy. He's like a 12-point guy per game. And they're, they're, Tennessee's going to score maybe 60-ish points. But Don Connect, they they kept them in the game uh, with the 37. And then you just saw the frustration on the end of the bench as North Carolina pulled away. I didn't get to watch as much as that as I would have liked. Scoots oh, that I gave up on that game. I watched the entirety of the first half, and North Carolina was up 22 at half. It's like, all right, well, this thing's over. And that's another game this morning. I wake up, check the score. I'm, whoa, Tennessee made a run at it. Well, see, that's why you got to be the, the score checker, Scoots, because I kept doing that with Bellarmine-Louisville, where mm-hmm. I turned off the Bellarmine-Louisville game because I had some action on Duke-Arkansas. And so I'm... Like, uh, this game seems out of hand. And then I check the score, and it's a three-point game with four minutes to go. I'm like, all right, I got to turn it up to see if we're going to put our swords up. And uh, unfortunately, the Knights, they couldn't they couldn't win the Derby City Derby. Their one-game win streak against Louisville was snapped. I was really looking forward to the tweet uh, to to send, oh, wow, Kenny Payne 0-2 against Bellarmine. <laughs> it was a great game, though. It was it was awesome. I I watched pretty what, much the majority it? of that. I so I had I did the thing where I was listening to Spears do the call, and I somehow I've I've never been able to do it before, but I somehow synced his voice up you, perfectly successfully with the action. Yeah, nice. there, I mean there were even a couple times Roush where so he was sitting right by the Bellerman bench, and there were a couple times where I would literally hear him saying something on radio as I'm watching his lips do the uh. same movement. It was it was so fun. Well, I'm glad that worked out because we've had this discussion before that we don't think there's a delay for streaming-only games, so it's got to be even more challenging to get those things up. So I'm glad you made it happen. Yeah. Bellarmine, they were up 27-22 at half, mm-hmm. which is about the kind of offense you can expect from Louisville basketball this season. And Bellarmine, I, I want to say they were like 11 of 16 in the first half. Uh, they were making shots. Second half, shots. a lot of those shots weren't falling. Um, and I don't think this is one of Bellarmine's better basketball teams. No, well, and their best player was out. Ben Johnson didn't play. Oh, they even they didn't even have him. No. Shoot. So Ben Johnson's out there, and even Kurt Hope, who's out for the year. If if either of those guys are out there, I think Bellarmine. I mean, especially wins. Ben Johnson because yeah. he's their best three point shooter, exactly. and that's what they were really missing. Right? They mm-hmm. against Louisville last year, they hit some big threes that. Um, late that really kept the the ball rolling and put some game pressure on Louisville. But the Cards, uh, they they overcame a five point first half deficit, uh, took the lead pretty quickly in the second half, and it was 
five to two ish points at whole time. And Louisville does this. It's so they're so terrible to watch, Scoots, because oh, yeah. whenever it, they 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 just go to the free throw line constantly, and like they get foul calls at home where the the shot attempt. I mean. They're just launching the ball over the backboard. It's not even close to being good. But then they just they go to the free throw line, they make two, they make one or two, go down, play some bad defense, then go to the free throw line again. It's it's the worst basketball ever. At least they're it seems like they're finding their groove at least in terms of who should have the ball in their hands. Because I mean Sky Clark, Mike James, and Trey White, those are the three guys we talked about in the preseason that have to be big for this team. And it seems like every game that that Louisville plays, they get those guys more and more involved every game. So, I don't know. I, I want to say this Louisville team has a chance to win 10, 12, 13 games this year, and that that may be Oh, foolish. wow. You, you think we might get an ACT, Trevor ACT push? I, 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 I mean, I would still take the under on the ACT push, but, yeah, it's close. Okay, all right. I'll, um, the other player you didn't mention, so – Part of the reason why Louisville fell behind so much in that first half is freshman point guard Tyler Johnson. He he doesn't he doesn't post the craziest numbers in their first six games. He scored in double figures three times, but he is good at getting to the rim and he kind of creates for them in a boring offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just there's not a lot there, but he wasn't. He only played three minutes in that first half why Ty, did he that was tyler yeah why, why do you know why he only played three minutes of the first half scoots no but it seems like you do well why don't you play the clip from kenny payne he'll oh, tell us hang why. on let me pull that up that's what you're pointing that's at. what i was I pointing you. to I yeah not like to send text <laughs> it was the clip that i sent you to play i was confused hang on just okay. a second. let me pull right. it up you do that um because it this is a Louisville basketball, I mean, the stories that that program has produced over the years are silly mad lips. And this, this really might be the most ridiculous. Here is why Tyler Johnson did not play in that first half. You ready for this? I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the taste that he wanted, that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the taste that we've never had for him, and he played, and he played well. Uh, <laughs> Kenny. If you have to say I probably what? shouldn't tell you this, you probably shouldn't tell us this. I'm glad you did because this is this is wonderful. This is music to my ears. What now? You played basketball. What is he? Is he just meaning like the like the sliding shorts basically you wear under your basketball? Yeah, shorts? the tights. Okay. I mean, and uh, if you go to KentuckySportsRadio.com and you look at the picture at the top of that post, you can see he's got black tights underneath his. You know, all the kids, they wear, like, they're basically capris underneath their basketball shorts mm-hmm. when they play. There's underwear, right? There's compression shorts. And I just, I love, I first and foremost, 
Kenny is willf- willingly just backing the bus up over his player. <laughs> I mean, does he deserve it? Yeah, because, like, what a dingus. But also, you make – not only does he look bad, everybody looks bad, Kenny, when you share that. But you know what? That aside, I'm I'm very happy that you shared that with us because, Scoots, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. What? What? How do you think Tyler reacted when he heard him say this? You think he went up to him and was like, Coach, come on, man. I, mean, I didn't want the world to know that. Yeah, but if you really didn't play because you had your underwear didn't fit right, I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, Scoots, we've all had bad underwear days. Where you know, just uh, for whatever reason, it just it, it does it gets all twisted up, and sure. things, it, yeah. you know, it just sometimes you have a bad underwear day. But if you have a bad underwear day during warmups, maybe just go change them. <laughs> you know, is it is it that difficult? Oh, only Louisville, only Louisville. I mean, another thing we have to consider here is Kenny Payne. Is this his way of undercutting Adidas again? We all know he's a big Nike fan. Mm-hmm. Is this his way of taking a shot at Adidas for not making underwear that his players approve? <laughs> That's a stretch. Well, uh, apparently they didn't stretch well enough because Tyler Johnson <laughs> wasn't going to w- play. And what's great, Scoots, is that once he got over his underwear problems, he played 16 minutes in the second half at five assists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he play- he's, he's a good little player to watch. Now – is he a great player? Will he ever be a great player? Probably not. But is he a type of guy that Louisville needs? Yeah, absolutely. He's he's one of the only oh. guys that'll initiate the offense. Yes, he'll try to drive, and, dish, and get, or get in the lane and dish it out. Like I, I like watching Tyler. So what's so funny is I, I have the Courier Journal app downloaded to my phone. I'm a subscriber, and I, so whenever the game ends, their new task for CL Brown is to write a column and to have it ready at as soon as the game ends. Typically, in years past. That's just like a gamer, right? Like, here's your basic stuff. But they want C.L. Brown to have takes ready to roll. And the C.L. Brown take last night was, um, uh, Louisville basketball needs to turn to Tyler Johnson to jumpstart its season. So, essentially, the story of the game for Louisville was they need to play this guy more because he's important to this team's success. Mm-hmm. In the post-game press conference, the story began, this kid is such a goober, his underwear is the reason why he won't play. <laughs> I just can't. The most important player to their success is sitting out of half because his underwear doesn't fit him right. That's Louisville basketball right now. <laughs> it's, un- oh, what a joke. it's unreal. It is unreal. Which, here's the thing, Scoots. I, um, I was probably first gen on the compression shorts. Those became... Yeah, it was it, like the the high school classes. Probably the four years before me were still jockstrap era. We got into compression shorts, and now they have like the tights that go down past their knees, and they're super padded. Yeah, which like, you know, whatever. And I can even understand the past the knees for you know avoiding getting some sort of rug burn if you're diving on the floor or whatever it might be. But if they're going past your knees, it's much easier for them to get all out of whack, all out of sorts. I could see them being annoying, but imagine having like that. That's the attitudes in those locker rooms right now, right? I mean, that's that that speaks more to you, Kenny. Like you should have 
your guys ready to run through a freaking brick wall. It's mm-hmm. the Derby City Derby. It's the biggest rivalry. You got to go win a city championship. You aren't even the city champs. You can't win a state championship. You got to at least win the city championship. You took care of Simmons College. We didn't know if that was going to happen. You got to go get beat Bellarmine. You got to have him ready to play. And instead, what happens? Bad underwear day. And it almost cost the cards. <laughs> what if he didn't play that second half? What if Louisville loses and they ask him after the game, where was Tyler Johnson? And Kenny That's shares the same response. response. <laughs> this guy who's really important in generating offense for us, wouldn't play because he's got bad underwear. Whoo, Louisville basketball. They're the jelly of the month club. Gift, Gift keeps on giving. They just keep on giving. We got to give some time for our sponsor. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back. Get to your text on the Thorns text on 502-414-1450. Justin Kalen. I'm Nick Roush. This is Kentucky Roll Call Roll on the Big X. Roll Call. Sports Radio. Kentucky Roll Call, back in the house this morning, Thursday morning, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, TJ Walker, sports talker, feeling a little under the weather. Hopefully he gets to feeling better. He was a part of our early morning first segment texters. You can get in by texting in 502-414-1450. He corrected you, Scoots. Louisville didn't cover, so they don't get the half point. Eh, I think the spread may have closed at five. So it was a push. Oh, well, then complete push. So challenge push, challenge push, push. Push is everywhere. <laughs> um, the irony that if you look up Louisville basketball and it takes you to the women's basketball first and <laughs> the women's basketball team was on ESPN. I'm and, still yet to find another school where that happens. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's it's not, not a great place they're at over there at the University of Louisville. We did have one texture text in and say that uh, Peyton Siva put some context. He says, I think they were McDavis compression shorts because Tyler has had growing issues since the Texas games. Kenny really did his player wrong. Tyler will transfer. I mean, everybody's going to transfer. Yeah. Kenny's getting fired. Exactly. Yeah. So, what does it matter? I think I think that's where we're at. My, my buddy had a theory that he shared with me this morning that Kenny kind of knows what's going to happen, so he's just having fun. Which, that might be the case. It might help them if he just relaxes and has fun. Maybe I mean I feel like that's part of it for Louisville well, is the fact that they've just lost sight of they're playing a game and just have fun with it. The other thing too, and Kenny acting like if if that were the case, Texter, that would make it sound like he had something and then they took him away them away from him that he could no longer wear. I mean Kenny acted like that they never had these compression shorts. They were never going to have them. So, like, why is this now all of a sudden a deal mm-hmm. now that the game's here? You know, splitting hairs, regardless, it's still silly. Like, you're either healthy enough to play or you're not healthy enough to play. I mean, there's there's really no... Garmin should have nothing to do with that. Right. I mean, I would I feel a little bit better if I had a certain type of brace or something? Yeah, but if you if you want to play, you want to play. You, you, you use something else, right? If I don't have my ankle brace, well, I'll tape it up. 
I didn't like here. Here's the thing, Scoots. I don't. I didn't like having my ankles taped on hardwood, but had to do it for football. Like it felt great football, but basketball. Something about the hardwood it was just too constrictive, so I would wear ankle braces. But like, what did I do? I if, if it didn't feel right, you just took it off, played, figured it out. I, that that's the part of this all that is the problem over at U of L is that very rarely have you ever got the sense that they actually want to be out there. They want to play hard. And that's why the Texas game and the Indiana game were so surprising because they showed life. Mm -hmm. And that's been a pretty lifeless program for the last two years. Um, But you know what? They got a win over Bellarmine. So they they aren't the complete laughing stock of town. Well, except for the underwear. (laughs) Except for the underwear. Uh, another texture uh, says this Kentucky team reminds me of 2016 Villanova pros Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart, Mikel Bridges, senior Chris Jenkins. We actually maybe better agree or disagree. There was somebody else who sent in a similar text a couple weeks back when it was still early in the season, but that sounded good then. It sounds good now. I mean, obviously they've got to go out and. And win some more big games to where you can feel that way. That Villanova team was, I believe they were a one-seed scoots that only had two or three losses. That was an overwhelming favorite to win the NCAA tournament. You feel like you can go that way, especially if Aaron Bradshaw comes back Saturday and there's not this huge transition period that that drastically alters things. Whatever happened to uh, Chris Jenkins? Although, I mean, all four of those other guys are still in the league. Chris Jenkins, I don't know that he ever went there. And he had the biggest shot of them all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you might have to check. I don't, if you, if you look that up, I'll, uh, I, it's great that you texted in about Villanova, though, because the other wild score from college basketball last night turns out that St. Joe's team that Kentucky took to overtime, they might be all right. Yeah. They, it kicked Villanova's ass. I mean, it was, I, it was a butt whooping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the final score pulled up in front of me, but St. Joe's, if you watch the highlights, they were ahead the entire second half, one by 15 at Villanova. Um, now, it's a little bit different dynamic because that's a Philadelphia Big Five game. I don't know if they still, if all of the Big Five schools still play each other. I'm glad that those two at least were doing it. And St. Joe's got the win. So uh, I I know Villanova was down last year, and uh, Moon, I believe, is the coach's name that replaced Jay Wright. And it was an ugly year for him, but they've been a top twenty-five team all year. I believe that's their first loss. So Villanova, that, yes. No, I think they got beat by somebody else. Hang on, let me look that. They up. were ranked sixteenth though last night. By the way, Chris Jenkins is now a student athlete development assistant at Villanova. Oh, so they got him on staff. Yeah, how about that? He's probably in like the Tyler Ulis role. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. I mean, hell, they're the same. <laughs> came out the same year um, of college. So, but yeah, I. It's one of those two that um, it's so St. Joe's is such a weird team, right? They lose to Texas A&M Commerce, one of the worst teams ever. Then they take Kentucky to overtime. They beat Villanova at the road. So, yeah, Villanova lost to Penn, who Kentucky plays coming up, right? Another Big Five team. Yeah. So I guess Nova is playing all the Big Five games, and uh, they can't win the big one. They can't win any of the rivalry games. That's crazy. That's also a very bad sign if you're that coach. It's a very bad sign. You can't beat the big five teams in your Villanova. You're supposed to be the dominant one. Ugh. That's rough. That's rough. Another texture on the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450, says, if you're watching the SEC-ACC challenge, here's what I learned. If Kentucky stays healthy, they will feast on the SEC. 
I pray to the basketball gods that we play Duke this year in the NCAA tournament. There are very few teams in the country with as many pros as Kentucky. I can't wait for Saturday. I, I, I didn't watch as many ACC ACC challenge games as you, Texter. Probably, like you know, I did, I just watched Kentucky Miami on Tuesday night, so I missed a lot of it. But I think it is fair to say that the Cats have shown the most this year. They're looking like a fun team, and it was even weird for me watching some other games, realizing like, oh gosh, I've I've been watching different basketball. Um, this this is the, the basketball that Kentucky plays is the fun version, not the Tennessee version. We've been doing the good stuff, um, and I'm also with you too. Like it would be great, it would be absolutely wonderful to uh, uh, play Duke in the tournament because they they feel like a very high floor, low ceiling team that'll probably be you know top three in the ACC because that conference isn't very great. Um, but nevertheless, I I. It's only a month into the season, and Kentucky's got to get its big men back. We've got DJ Wagner out right now. Um, but you got to love where Kentucky stands, how they look relative to the rest of the country. They're third in scoring, or third in Kim Bomb, fourth in scoring points per game, first in assist to turnover ratio. There's been a lot of really great early checkpoints early in the season. Hey, you know what it's time for, Scoots? Hey, I think I do. Trivia Thursday with Hey-o. Corey Price. Corey Price, welcome to the studio. How are we doing this morning? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I have to be honest, uh, when I woke up, uh, I didn't have the right tights to wear, so I was contemplating <laughs> even trying to come in today. Sorry, guys. Um, you know what? I'm glad you picked out a different pair of underwear and figured it out because we love Trivia Thursday here on the Big X Sports Radio. We're glad you can make it. Um, quick question. It, how much fun did you have Saturday? <laughs> Well, if you watch the uh, video that uh, UK Sports Network uh, released, uh, maybe a little too much fun. Maybe I don't know. It Corey, was... did you hear us talking about that? By the way, I was I was uh, no, I was no, trying to save it till you got here, but we weren't sure if you were coming. So I absolutely love those highlight videos. Yeah. You're you just you're so hyping them every time. <laughs> you you and yeah. Pecoro with the fist bump and everybody. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it was, uh, and I mean Tom being the. True pros pro, he's he's stoic. The, he is, yeah. The the whole time it was. I did see you, but awesome. you bumped him at one point. Yeah, the, had to had to give him the oh my bad. Yeah, on the on, <laughs> on the last touchdown, I definitely went a little too <laughs> too too crazy. But I mean, uh, uh, being born and raised in Louisville, uh, you have Cards fans in your family. Cards fans you went to school with. Some of your best friends are Cards fans. You work with Cards fans, so. Uh, that game means a little more than than others, as Nick knows, being, mm-hmm. being from here. So, uh, I know then, then being top ten, us not looking so great the 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 game before. It, it was it was just I don't know, it was just awesome. I also just uh, it's just got to be cool to have Tom. You get the Tom Leach play by play with the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's just crazy. I sit next to to Tom Leach. Period. I mean it's just it's still crazy to to even believe honestly but uh yeah it's yeah and now you get to sit next to us with some trivia questions today we're excited we're glad you're here um do we do we have a theme for the trivia today uh yeah uh yes uh since tomorrow starts december uh what do you think about when you think of the month of december yeah i think santa claus yeah yeah so uh this is all about christmas movies Ooh, love a little christmas movie trivia for trivia thursday so Um, I, I also got to say, my favorite Corey Price stat ever. Oh, boy. 
Favorite Corey Price stat ever that he's ever revealed. There was a lot of good ones after the Miami win. First time Kentucky has beaten top 10 teams oh, in the yes. same week yep. in football and basketball. Hmm. And volleyball beat number nine uh, Arkansas as well I mean, last week. So we're, we're just, we're, we're, we're living on the edge. What a time to be a Wildcat fan right now across the Big Blue Nation. Hashtag everything's cool. Yeah. By the, by the way, so we've only got about four minutes till we got to get to break. Okay. Do, do, do so you let's have read time some to, or no, have, How about we get one one question in just to, just to get the, the, the people fired up for some trivia? Make them come back for some more scoots. All right. I got you. Yeah. Well, I was I was going to say pending if Corey had time. Uh, uh, yeah, I have time. Okay. I think in the biz that's called a tease, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna we're just gonna give him a little bit of an appetizer. Appetizer, yeah. Yep. So this is a quote. I'm gonna say it and you have to say what film it's from. Okay. Merry Christmas to all and to all good night. When I get home, I'm getting a CAT scan. Oh my gosh. Um <laughs> so we have to think of movies where there's some slapstick humor um i that that does not happen in christmas vacation that would have been my guess there's a lot of physical comedy in there there's a lot in home alone as well but see i know what it is i know the answer to this there's a lot in home alone but it's the bad guys the wet bandits they're going to jail so the correct answer it's after bill murray has all of his visions he says the christmas special and then Says, I'm going to go home and get a CAT scan. Is that correct? Scrooge. Uh, it's not. Oh. It is the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Oh, you were on the right page, right? Tim Allen yeah. says that line. Yep. Yeah, because he's a little loopy. Ah, oh, great movie. Yep. The, 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 the more they do of those, you're just like, ah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't need more first, of it. The first two were okay. The first one, great. Second one, eh, and then just like, all right, let's. Now they're doing like a Disney Plus series. It's just, it's a lot. Corey, do you do the thing with Christmas that you did with Halloween? Watch one every day? Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. Starting that uh, Friday. Yep. Oh, we've already started at the Roush House. I've been doing the thing too where uh, Christmas Vacation is on the like the DVR. I, I know where the commercial breaks are coming. So I purposefully, I'm like, you know what? I'll do like a, a segment a night and then go to sleep. Because it's just nice and easy. Just it's tucks you in at night, right? So yeah. I... Uh, it wasn't last night, but the night before we had the light scene where they're, they're all coming on. And, yep. uh, I, I just love the setup of all of the plugs getting plugged in. They got to, did you hand check each of the 10,000 lights? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I also just appreciate the different era of the, all the gr- people s- smoking to get through the holidays and yeah. all the grandparents uh, dr- sipping on their cocktails at night. <sighs> and the grandparents putting Cats and presents. Yeah. It's good. Everybody had one of those great aunts that gave random yeah. gifts. Never got a cat, though. No. Never got a cat. Got Never some got weird vests. A lot of... Uh, socks. A lot of socks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Socks are big Socks one. are great. Socks are great now, though. Yeah. That is definitely a Christmas gift that you went from, this is the worst thing ever, to, oh, hell yeah. Socks. Yeah. Socks are wonderful. You're wonderful. Salsaritas is wonderful. Stop on in today on your Thursday. Warm up with some spicy salsa, some wildly addictive chips, and cool off with some Blue Powerade from Mr. Blue Powerade's house. They've got the tastiest ingredients that make for a delightful experience. Every time you stop in, either one of their two convenient locations in St. Matthews or in Middletown, that one's got to drive through. Download the Salsaritas app before you go. We're going to go to a break. We've got more Christmas movie trivia with Corey Price on the other side of it. 
I'm Nick Rush. He's Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll Call Roll on the Bears call. Sports Radio. I should have learned to roll and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. Seen any young girls' hearts? Just like Gene and Roy. Over? Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back into hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Here on the Big X Sports Radio. I'll stop doing that voice. <laughs> I'm Nick Roush. He's Justin Galen. Corey Price is here for some Christmas movie trivia. Really getting us in the festive holiday season. It is the last day of November. Tomorrow is the first day of December, which means you need to get your Christmas shopping done. You need to go to Shady Rays because it's a simple, easy process. A great way to get everyone you know some gifts that they're going to love this happy holiday season. Put in promo code Big X. You're going to get 40% off when you check out Look Good, Feel Good, Play Good, Shady Rays, ShadyRays.com. The best looking shades in the business. Not too expensive, and if you mess them up, you can always get an extra pair. It's Shady Rays, ShadyRays.com. Promo code Big X for 40% off at checkout. Corey Price, I'm very excited for the rest of this trivia. Yeah. Uh, did you get uh, was they free coffee Thursday at Thornton's? You know, I, I think that might have only been an October thing. Oh, okay. But either way, that that, that app is great. I'm, I'm going to be getting some coffee from Thornton's regardless. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to hang around and work with Scoot some today. Wow. Get a little oh, camaraderie. Wow. Big day. Yeah. See some people. A good thing I brought some work to do. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to do some, some more quotes. Oh, yes. Seeing is believing, but sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. Ooh, um, I think I'm, this sounds like Miracle on 34th Street because that's the whole premise of the movie is debating on whether Santa Claus is real. So I'm going to say Miracle on 34th Street. Scoots, you got a guess? I, I've got nothing. No, I, I mean, I feel like this trivia is going to make me realize just how bad with Christmas movies I am. I, I might go with Corey and start uh, watching one a day. Might you should. Up. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually the Polar Express. Oh, uh, my gosh. That was so easy. Tom, Tom Hanks. Yeah, I haven't. Um, that's one of those two. The animation used to freak me out, but now I, I watch it a little bit more regularly. Embrace it. Yeah, embrace yeah. it for sure. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas. Scoots, you know this one? I don't. Oh, come on. You know this hap, one. Hap, happiest Christmas. That's unfortunate. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I'm just I'm I don't remember quotes like that. Um, it's Christmas vacation. He's losing his mind. Bingo. Oh, <laughs> that was uh, that was good too. Greatest film ever. Yeah, it, it really this, is wonderful. Time of time of year. Uh, you have such a pretty face. You should be on a Christmas card. Uh oh, you know this one too, Scoots. No, I don't. He, I promise I don't. He's. <laughs> it's Elf. He tells that to the secretary. 
when he uh, walks into the door. Elf is correct. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Francisco. I've seen all these. Francisco. Uh, last quote one. Christmas was, was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas upon which the entire kid year re- re- revolved. Oh, Scoots. You got you to gotta use some context <laughs> clues here. All right. Because you have to think kid in the world. You have to think in which the way that that was verbalized. What movie do they talk like that in? Say it one more time, Gordon. Christmas was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas upon which the entire kid year revolved. I believe that's the first line of the movie, too. It's 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 in the opener. It's not Christmas story, is it? It is. It is, is a Christmas it? story. Nice. Yes. There you go, Scoot. Well done. Come on. Well done. <laughs> He's on fire. Ah, in fuego. Uh, and oh, that's a great one, too. Just so delightful. And what fictional town is It's a Wonderful Life set in? Uh, see, and we were having this discussion before the break, Corey. This is yeah. a, as a kid, you saw the black and white, and I'm like, I'm not watching some black and white movie. This is for old people. I'm out. So I've made it my point this year that I'm going to watch It's a Wonderful Life um, for the first time. So I I do not know the answer to this question. Scoots, have you no, seen it? I'm, I'm the same. I'm not a black and white movie guy. Uh, oh, you guys see, are missing out. I'll, 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 I'll get in it. I'll have this answer for you later. But what what is it? Is it Springfield? It is Bedford Falls. You Ooh. were really close with the Springfield. <laughs> when in doubt, just guess Springfield. I think it's the next town over. Yeah. yeah uh, Ernest Saves Christmas is set in what southern U.S. city? And man, that's that's a movie too. That oh, I know where it's Miami. Ooh, hey, you got the right state. I was I, gonna guess Orlando. It's, it's Scoots, Scoots, you are right. Nice. Orlando. There we go. I knew it was Florida, right? Because yep. like, yeah. yeah. Um, well done, Scoots. Thanks for thanks for saving us there. No like, problem. Ernest saved Christmas. I haven't. Man, that's one of those two haven't seen in a hot minute. But yeah. gonna have to go get me some. How many Ernest movies are there? Oh boy. Uh, I would say not, not enough because Ernest <laughs> was amazing. Rest in peace. Probably a dozen, I would say. Um, five feature-length comedies and four more direct video entries. So not he nine had total. goes to camp, scared stupid, saves Christmas. Those are the only three I can think. Those of. were the big ones. There was a I, I had a VHS of Ernest uh, plays basketball or oh, something like that. Wow. And he the team he played for was Clean Sweep or something. It was really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it uh, really was amazing. In Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, which famous hotel does Kevin McAllister stay in while he is by himself? Oh, I can picture the voice when they walk in. Um, I can tell you the pre- or the president that's in there. Oh, yeah, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob uh, can't. So I know it's one of two things. It's either the Ritz-Carlton or the Waldorf Astoria. I want to say Waldorf. I do, too. I think that's Waldorf Astoria. Yeah. yeah. It was the Plaza Hotel. Oh, oh Plaza. Yeah. Man. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. I feel we were, we were all over it. We were we were in the right territory, but we just we didn't get it done. We didn't finish. Uh these are great trivia questions, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh the Grinch terrorizes the citizens of what fictional town and Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You got to know Whoville. this one, Scoots. Yes. Yeah. Whoville is right. Yeah. Whoville. I also had a Grinch video game for PlayStation. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's that awesome. Was, 
you could get some fun gadgets and you'd have to sneak around town and uh the sneaking around town was fun you put on the little mask that uh ah the grinch great stuff in white christmas this is a, a old one so you guys well love some about. white christmas oh you do okay. I'm, I'm in on white christmas all right seen that many times oh well then you probably get this phil davis bob wallace betty haynes and judy haynes all decide to spend the holidays in the fictional town of pine tree set in what u.s state well the problem is scoots is that it's their old captain he's he's got this old resort and but people only want to come when it snows and there's no snow mm. so how are they going to get people up there They've got it. They're they're recruiting Bob Wallace. He goes on the radio and he sings a song and he tells everybody to go up and visit them for a special show in the state of Vermont. There you go. Vermont, <laughs> hey, yeah. which that is. Uh, uh, I watched the Hanny, Hannah Waddingham Christmas special on Apple TV Plus. Uh, she's uh, the owner in Ted Lasso, who got her star doing musicals in the West End. Great singer, great performer. And it's an hour-long variety show, a lot of singing, kind of goofs. It reminds me a lot of White Christmas and that sort of nostalgic feel where they've got all the lights and just uh, great singing. And that's why, you know, I, I like to get in one round of White Christmas every year, too, because it's just, it's fun. It's got a, a good old classy feel. Uh, shout out to Mary Rose Clooney, too. Rosemary uh, Clooney. Rosemary, yep. Yeah. Mary Rose or Rosemary. Yeah, so. and a little dyslexic <laughs> this morning, but Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. Augusta, Kentucky's finest. That's right. So these uh, next five are films in which Scrooge or a character like Scrooge was 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 in. Uh, you had to tell me who played Scrooge or the character who was oh, like, like Scrooge. Oh, oh this is fun, yeah. Scrooge. Uh, this one, you, well, we'll see. I'm going to know it. He's, uh, he's doubting me. I'm going to know it. Uh, how about the 1938 version of A Christmas Carol? <laughs> Your face or else instantly drops. I think I'm not, but to see this might be the sixties version though, because it's not George C. Scott. That's the that's the next one, isn't it? Uh maybe. <laughs> it's it's not George C. Scott though. It's not George I don't yeah. think George I, I don't even think, I don't think he, he was, was alive, alive in thirty eight. Yeah. I did not know they did a Christmas Carol in nineteen thirty eight. So you have me stumped on this one. Uh how about mean, surely there was only like two or three actors in nineteen thirty eight. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> uh, it was Reginald Owen. Yeah, uh, didn't good, have Reginald Owen on my bingo card. Good old Reggie. But I, 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 I'm about 100% the next one's going to be the George C. Scott one. Oh, boy. Uh, 1984 version of oh. A Christmas Carol. <laughs> In 84? Yep. Yeah, George C. Scott. George C. Scott's yeah. right. There yeah. you go, Nick. That was, the, that was the regular version. And then, like, what uh, What years? Let's keep going. Uh, who 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 played Frank Cross in the 1988 Scrooge? So that was only four years later after that one. Wow. Why did, I thought the George C. Scott one was a lot older, but yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's right. In Fuego. Scrooge is a little, there's one part that gets, uh, the ghost aspect, they get real creepy there at the end. They do. Yeah, real dark. Uh, how about 1992's The Muppet Christmas Carol? Scoots, come on. I don't know. Uh, Donald Duck? <laughs> you, you haven't seen A Muppet's Christmas Carol? No. I oh my gosh, this is... The best portrayal of Ebenezer Scrooge belongs to this man because he plays it straight amid the chaos of all the Muppets doing Muppet things. He is just a hardline Scrooge, and he plays it better than anybody, and it's Michael Caine. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Last one. Who? This is uh, a cartoon. So who was the voice for Disney's A Christmas Carol in 2009? 
I actually haven't seen this one because it's more Robert Zemeckis animation that kind of weirds me out. Uh, Scoots, do you know the answer to this? No. One? It's uh, they make it look like him too. Uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, there you go. Unbelievable, yeah. Nick. You man. killing it. I mean, pew pew pew. Uh, these these next few are about uh, gifts and presents. Oh. So, what big item did Susan Walker tell Chris Kringle that she wanted for Christmas in A Miracle on 34th Street? I want to say it's a bell, that she gets a bell. But that's another one, too, that I've seen in passing but don't know very well. And I, they did the remake, too, with Matilda, and the, the girl who played Matilda, and the, the wife from... Um, I believe she was in the Flintstones too. A lot of familiar faces that are like B-list actors in, the, in that remake. I think she gets a bell or something at the end. She wanted something big. She wanted a actual house. She wanted a house. Oh, and then they end up dating it together. It's a home, and then the whole the lawyer and the, her mom get together. What a greedy woman. She uh, well, she she was a child, so it was a <laughs> greedy child, greedy girl. Yep. Uh, in the Santa Claus, just one of the family scoots. Jesus. <laughs> in the Santa Claus, Doctor Neil Miller Miller confessed that he stopped believing in Santa Claus at the age of three when he didn't receive which gift that he had asked for. Scoots, nope. put the onus on you here. Nope, I got nothing. You don't know who? Do you know who Doctor Neil is? That no. is. No. I haven't. I guys, I have not seen a movie revolving around Christmas in probably ten years. Wait, you don't watch Christmas movies at Christmas? Don't no, get in the, I don't. Don't get in the uh, oh, spirit? Oh, not, not real enough for you, Scoots? Just, not, not based <laughs> enough in reality? Well, I'm here to tell you, buddy. Santa's real, and you need to watch Christmas movies. It's a weenie, weenie whistle. Oscar Mayer, weenie whistle. Bingo. Yeah. The, uh, his, the kid's mom, she wanted like a doll. And uh, yeah, uh, I, it's great because uh, Tim Allen, as he's pulling away, Scott Calvin, he throws a bunch of gifts out yeah. and parachutes and that's always cool because it reminds you of the the little military guy who you ha would have a parachute right those were always fun this one should, should be pretty easy in a christmas story what does ralphie parker tell his parents that he would like for christmas i mean scoots if i do know this one uh the I, i'm gonna get the wording wrong though but it's a red rifle i can't think of the actual that, name that's, of that, he did not want andy dalton for christmas okay he wanted the <laughs> I can't think of the actual name of it. You it's, got it. It's though. the Red Rider. Red Rider. Gun. And it, it has the long, with the long action and the stock, I, I, but I, I don't I don't have that memory. Couldn't Devin Larry be called the Red Rifle too? Is he a redhead? I mean, he's, he's got kind he's of a close. red beard, but it's not really a red okay. hair, you know? So the, the, the long title is the official Red Rider Carbine Action 200-shot range model air rifle. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. With uh, something stock. Yep. Yeah. Uh, red Rifle. Yeah, it's great. Uh, favorite part of that movie, and there's a lot of great ones, but when he's filling out the decoder and it just says, make sure to drink your oval team. <laughs> and look on his face like, I did all that for that. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, fudge. Oh, man. He just, it's just such a great, just such a great reaction. Ah, what a, what a wonderful movie. Howard Langston goes to all corners of Minneapolis to try to find what action figure for his son Jamie in Jingle All the Way. Scoots. Um, is this the is that the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. <sighs> Sinbad and uh, the guy from SNL. Phil Hartman. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. I, I can't think of what the doll is. I know it's blue. No, it's not. It's red. No? Red and blue. 
Turbo yeah. Man. Turbo oh, Man. He's got to get the Nick Turbo Man. Fuego I forget the, the bad guy's name in that, too. He's on the heater. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's another just great one. TJ can attest to that. Big Turbo Man fan. Yeah. Turbo Man. The Turbo Man. In Bad Santa, while Willie T. Soak is robbing a mall on Christmas Eve, he steals a stuffed animal of, of what kind of animal? For Thurman Merman. <laughs> that... Thurman Merman is a all-time name in a movie. Yeah, the greatest name. And, and it's it it perfectly the kid that they found to play Thurman Merman matches him perfectly. It, it's it's really delightful. Now, I can't remember the specific stuffed animal. I can't remember the specific stuffed toy. I'm I'm gonna guess teddy bear, but uh, I I do not know the answer to this question. I do know that Thurman Merman loves sandwiches though. Yes. Uh, sandwiches. Any guesses, Scoots? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen this one. I'll go lion. It was a stuffed elephant. Um, you wanted a stuffed elephant. A lot of uh, lot of bad words in that movie. Maybe I'll check it out. Not <laughs> like bad words. Not safe for work. As, as, as <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is not a kid friendly movie. How many different ghosts visit Scrooge in A Christmas Carol? Scoots. Three. That is correct. No, it's no. Not. Oh, it's four. It's his 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 old business partner, and oh, then and then the ghost you of got us. past, present, and future. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you got us. Tricky uh, Jacob uh, Marley. Jacob Marley. Yeah, which yeah. I was really bummed to find out that they aren't doing the Christmas Carol at Actors Theater this yeah. year. I guess they do it I don't every think other they've year. They've done it since COVID, have they? They did one last year. Oh, okay. Because I was looking up tickets and I had 2022, but my wife and I went. Uh, uh, four or five years ago, and it was just delightful. Yeah. Everything about it, the scene, it was, it was, it was wonderful. Highly recommend. Even though you know the story, whenever they bring that back, yeah, go go watch it. I, I, I've been before. It's pretty good. Uh, by the way, that Ernest movie, the basketball movie, it was Slam Dunk Ernest. Slam Dunk Ernest. That's a great, just great name. And it's a wonderful life. While George Bailey is waiting at the train station for his brother Harry to return home from college. He tells his uncle Billy that these three specific sounds are the most exciting sounds in the world. What are those three sounds? Um, Sleigh bells. Is a fart? Fart is the fourth most exciting. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sound of relief. Uh, yep. Um, it's anchor chains, plane motors, and train whistles. Huh. I could I can get behind some of those. The anchor chains too. It's just the clinking of them. It's a very satisfying sound. Anchor down, right? No, 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 no. Corkley, that's a disaster right now. Everybody's leaving. He's fired after next year. In Elf, while Buddy the Elf is eating with the Hobbs family, he states that all elves try to stick to which four main food groups? Dart, candy cane, candy corn, something in syrup. Cotton candy? No. No, it's just candy. Candy, candy cane, candy corn, and syrup. You are correct, Nick. There we go. Unbelievable. You, you're so good at this. Yeah, you got a whole 45 minutes of sleep last night. <laughs> um, well, you already mentioned this one, so we'll skip it. In A Miracle on 34th Street, Fred Gailey uses what part of the U.S. government in court to prove that Chris Kringle is the real Santa Claus? Oh, this is great. Such a great hook to the movie. Uh, because, Scoots, here's the thing. 
all of the letters that go to Santa Claus, they go through the post office. So Santa has to have an address, therefore he is real. It's a great, great legal argument, and I think it stands up in court. That's right, the U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's fun. Just delightful. In Home Alone... Also, the Santa that plays it in the original movie is... I mean, that's the perfect Santa Claus, right? Yeah. They cast for that. Dude just looks like he got pulled out of Macy's. Right. <laughs> in Home Alone, what foreign city is the McAllister family planning on spending Christmas in? Paris, right? That's right, Scoots. Look at you. Boom. Look at you. There you go. I got Home Alone down. The second one, they're going to Florida, and yes. it rains the whole time. They're right. in that hotel room. Also, they always get them show- watching the worst television ever. When they're waiting around, it's just like the TV was better in the early 90s than what they portray. I think they were, I think one of them, were, at one point they were watching It's a Wonderful Life, but it was, it was dubbed in, in a foreign language. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, I think it was in Spanish. Yep. See, uh, <laughs> in the Santa Claus, which restaurant do Scott and Charlie Calvin go to for dinner after Scott burns the turkey on Christmas Eve? I'm looking at Justin's face. I got nothing. Um, so in a Christmas story, they go to Chinese, but in the Santa Claus, he goes to Denny's because Denny's got to be open. Yeah, They're all out of chocolate milk too. Yeah. Real bummer. Uh, towards the end of Elf, the crowd of people that are gathered at Central Park sing which song to raise the amount of Christmas spirit enough to power the sleigh oh, without its engine? Well, you know the best way to spend Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. So, what song does James Caan belt out there at the very end, Scoots? Because he's just—he's lip syncing, and they—they they catch him, and Mary. Uh, oh gosh, I forget Mary's last name. She's got a fun last name. She's in uh, Kirby Enthusiasm quite a bit. She elbows him to sing, and then he sings, "Santa Claus is coming to town." That's right, Nick. You are. Yeah. He's a wizard at Christmas he, he movie trivia. He is. He's killing we're, it. We're on it. We're on it like Blue Bonnet. Uh, this one's pretty easy. In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, instead of a presumed cash bonus, what does Clark Griswold receive from his boss for Christmas? <laughs> Scoots, I cannot believe oh, my you. Goodness. I'm, you. I'm literally going home today, S- and I'm you, watching. This is so embarrassing. SMH, Scoots. You SMH. Even, you even mentioned it on the show today. All right, that's how embarrassing this Ugh. is. I mean, this has been a this has been a piss poor performance. There's no way around it. I mean, now a lot of this is Scoots, just freezing up in the moment. Scoots, You're freezing. You are the Louisville men's basketball of Christmas movie trivia. Okay. <laughs> I think I may be worse. You're the jelly of the month club, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> you said that, or we, or I said that, and you finished the line for me. Yep. The a gift year, that keeps on giving. A year's membership to the jelly of of the month club. I'm going to go home today, and I'm going to watch Santa Claus, Elf, and <laughs> Christmas Vacation back to back to back. Y'all fired me up. What is Jack Skellington's nickname in Halloween Town in A Nightmare Before Christmas? Man. Isn't this Halloween movie? See, and that's my thing. Is I, I think it's more of a Halloween movie. Throwing the question out. Yeah. Throwing it out. I'm, and I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a big fan of this movie. Like the... Something about the claymation is just too creepy for my liking, so I don't really watch it. All. Especially the ma- the mayor is really unsettling. The He's the, the bad guy, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know Jack Skellington's nickname in Halloween Town. It is the Pumpkin King. Mm. 
Oh, pumpkin key. Got a, I got a few more left. Okay. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, the OG. Hermie the Misfit Elf leaves Santa's workshop to pursue his dream of becoming what? <laughs> I, know, I know this. I don't. He wants to become a dentist. That's right, Nick. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. I mean, I, I would love to have been in the writer's room when they're discussing what occupation Hermie should be pursuing. Dentist. Dennis. An elf checking on your teeth. It's like pulling teeth, man. <laughs> in a Charlie Brown Christmas, in his psych session with Lucy, Charlie admits that he has pantophobia, which is the fear of what? Um. Oh, man. There's, so, a big thing is they're talking about materialism um, in that movie, and he's very anti-materialism. And especially fake Christmas trees. So I'm going to say it's a fake Christmas tree. He's got the fear of. No. Uh, pantophobia is the fear of everything, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so you were close. In Frosty the Snowman, what were Frosty's first words they spoke when he came to life? Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Happy birthday. I, I'm, I'm, I'm even done asking Scoots because I know he's out on this. And Santa Claus has come to town. What does Kris Kringle give to Winter Warlock that melts the evil away from his heart? So I contend that Santa Claus is coming to town is the premier uh, choice for claymation Christmas movies. I'll take that um, over the 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 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um, I'm a big fan of Santa Claus is coming to town. Big fan of the Meister Burgers, Burger Meisters. Um, I believe it's a yo-yo. It's actually a a toy train. Ah, toy train. Yeah. You He's brought like, it remember, up earlier, Ralph. I remember him yo-yoing at one point, but I guess it was the toy train that got uh, that got that guy melted. Last one, and Doctor Seuss's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." What is the name of Grinch's dog? Max. Hey, oh, Scoots! Hey, Scoots got one. He ends it ending on, on a high a good note. Wow. That, that is a buzzer beater scoots good job <laughs> that was wonderful i hope you all enjoyed playing along from home Corey. well done yeah, I try. thank you much i know you've got to get off the work you've got to skedaddle but we always appreciate you having you on kentucky Roll and Call. next time i'll make sure to have the, the right tights i promise <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get to a break come right back wrap up the show talk a little kentucky football some changes are afoot and get to your text on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 is the number. This is Kentucky Roll Call on the Roll Big Roll Call. Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. In your eyes, the light, the heat. In your eyes, I am complete. In your eyes, I see the door. In your eyes, a thousand churches. Welcome back in to Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. On the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. One final segment of the show today. Hopefully the sports talker, TJ Walker, gets to feeling better. We'll have him back for a Friday edition. We get to look ahead to Conference Championship Weekend. Kentucky's at UNC Wilmington. 
That's right. Yeah. Is it Wilmington or mm-hmm. Asheville? Wilmington. Wilmington. Yeah. Wilmington's the better. Correct. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, I think Greensboro. There's just there's a lot of North Carolina. Greensboro's college. had a lot of tournament yeah. appearances. 4 p.m. on the SEC Network Saturday afternoon. It's not a bad time for a game. Better Although, than Friday night, like Indiana's playing. All right, here's the thing, though, Scoots. I'm probably not going to watch it. What? Georgia's playing Alabama in the SEC Championship. Like, I don't... You can't have a two-TV setup to, to watch your cats put up 125? Yeah, I mean, I just you're, don't... You're going to miss Reed Shepard putting up 32? Like I, I, the problem is, is I can't do two-TV setup with one with Baby. Baby will just wreck it. So I can do multi-view. It, but you can't really do... Mul- like, they'll be doing multi-view with football, and not, I, I don't think they'll, that'll be an option. So, you know what? I'll probably have iPad and, like, passively watch the basketball game. You know, like, in between plays sort of deal, look down. But, like, it's the same time as the SEC. See, you, you and I are different. I'm just... I'm at the point of the year where it's all basketball all the time. Like, I, I'm just completely done with college football at this point. Whereas you're still... You're still locked in for I mean, conference this is, championships. The SEC and, championship game is one of the biggest games of the calendar year mm-hmm. in the sport. Now, I will tell you, I am excited to – I might get ripped for this a little bit, but I'm, I'm excited to watch that Troy-Appalachian State game. Yeah, I think when, that should when, be a lot of fun. When's that? Is that uh, Saturday? I think it's yeah. at night. Yeah, I, they all, that, that'll, that'll be fun. The only um, – we also got a Friday night game that should be good, too. So I just was that Washington, Oregon. Yeah, yeah. the The only bummer about Championship Weekend is you get you're so used to having so many games, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're like, oh, there's only ten games. It, it's kind of like the like kind of like March Madness when you get down to like the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, and you're and like, it goes what? to the Elite Eight, and you're like, hey, hold up, there's supposed to be games happening all the time. Right. Now. What the hell's going on here? Now I gotta wait till five thirty. I know, I know. <laughs> so that that's the point that we're at. Well, we can discuss that more tomorrow. We do need to talk about the latest moves this offseason for the Kentucky Wildcats. Isaiah Cummings entered the transfer portal what? yesterday as a grad transfer, fifth cat to do it. I know you might be surprised, Scoot. Some people might be surprised. Uh, he would have been the sixth tight end in that room next year. Mm. So, and it's one of those things where Cummings, folks really liked him for a variety of reasons. One, he's a Louisville male kid. Kentucky doesn't, that kids from that school almost always go to Louisville. So, people were excited to get a male kid over Louisville at the time. They were recruiting over Scott Satterfield. As a receiver, he wasn't doing much, but then uh, they lose Keaton Upshaw for the year. They need tight ends. They need bodies. He becomes a tight end, fills that role admirably, and ends up being Will Levis's third or fourth option on that 2021 team that had a lot of success. Ruth Kangarello comes in, and he drops a pass early in the year, gets put in the doghouse, and then Josh Caddis and Jordan Dingle just essentially he gets recruited over. Um, he didn't play much this year either, but the final two games of the season, he, he four passes for 98 yards, including that big 55 yarder against his hometown team. So I'm glad that he was able to end with a bang. Uh, there was a lot of scuttlebutt this time a year ago that he would end up back at Louisville. They needed tight ends bad. They'll probably need tight ends badly again. I could see him going there and filling a Joey Gatewood role. Well, so is be, Gatewood gone? Yeah, that was his last year. Um, so it's kind of funny that. Like that could be the case where he has a big moment to beat Louisville and then he ends up joining up. But who knows? Who knows what 
uh, sort of offers he'll have out there as a grad transfer. I believe he'll have two years of eligibility, but I'm not I'm not certain on that. One or two, something like that. But where's the best of luck to Isaiah? Uh, always great to work with. Great kid. So best of luck to him. But the biggest news of the day was that Kentucky is moving on from Scott Woodward. He was recruiting well, Scoots. He's the wide receivers coach. Yes. And that's that's the problem. He was recruiting well. He was friends with Cohen. But the wide receivers just weren't playing well enough. Was it was it more than just the drops? Yes. I mean, all of the above. Wrong routes, all that st- sort of thing. Creating separation. Um, but really, a lot of what it comes down to is the results are the results. It is what it is, right? Like that's just it is what it is. So I uh ultimately he got put in a bad spot. Right? Scott Woodward came here as an offensive analyst with Liam Cohen. He was a quarterback in the same quarterback's room with Liam Cohen at UMass. They were close friends. Woody was in Cohen's wedding and vice versa. He came here to be an analyst is kind of the uh, a guy that Cohen could trust in his back pocket, if you will. Uh, he you know he couldn't be a full time assistant, but then Javon Bonite gets a DUI arrest. He gets demoted. Woodward is promoted just kind of by by the happenstance, right? Even though he has zero experience coaching wide receivers before, but then hell, he's calling plays in the bowl game. <laughs> Two years later, uh, things were going well. He was doing a great job recruiting Harley Gilmore. Uh, he's got he's got a lot of four star talents, but the just the production wasn't there, and it has to be there. It cannot be the case again next year. So they're moving on. I I also got the sense too, Scoots, that there weren't a lot of kids in that. Like there's a lot of attitudes in there, and I got the sense they they weren't the biggest fans of him. So uh, maybe moving on from him and getting somebody else is a way to appease some of the. Um, disgruntled kids in that room, uh, you know, that's me maybe posturing a little bit, but, um, the first big move of the off season, and it's one Stoops has had many a swing and a miss at that position, finding a wide receiver coach time and time again, can't have any swings and misses this time, Scoots. There's too much talent in that room. They got to find somebody to get them all in line and to really unlock that talent, uh, next year. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of those coaches coaching positions that you don't really ever think about, and you you hear about running backs coach, quarterbacks coach, all that, but you never, I don't really ever hear about wide receiver coach. Well, so I don't I don't know what that would entail. I don't know how to spot a good one. I don't I don't know any of that. See, and ideally they're one of your better recruiters because their responsibilities are very much just tactical in practice, running individual stuff. And making sure that they're in the right mental headspace. Ideally, Lamar Thomas, he actually got those guys playing above their weight. I think his experience helped them, helped him relate to them. And I thought they, you know, between Jeff Bidette, Juice Johnson, I thought those guys were playing at a higher level than their recruiting ranking. The problem was is he didn't recruit, right? He wasn't putting in the extra hours that they needed. And how much was he doing in the meeting room with them? You know, who knows? So 
you got it's it's almost like Kentucky's either got a good recruiter or a decent X's and O's coach, but never both. <laughs> so it's they're playing this seesaw game. Hopefully Stoops and Cohen. I, I don't know how much rope Cohen's going to get in this decision making process, but um, hopefully, hopefully that um, makes a they can find somebody that makes a difference because. Even if they don't get a bang-up recruiter, you've got the players now. And Cohen Cohen alone being there, he acts as a recruiter himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why you know you heard Harley Gilmore and KSR Plus yesterday being like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm rock solid. A lot of that's because of Cohen. So just get get somebody to, to really unlock the potential, the skill in that room. Keep their heads screwed on straight, and you've got the recipe for success in 2024. If you need some names... Walkett's got a hot board on KSR Plus. Go check it out. Scoots, let's get to this Thorn Sex on. 502 414 Can you take that John text for me? I can. Yep. One second here. John here. Good morning, everyone. Okay, this may be getting old to say or talk about, but I believe Reed Shepard is the best player on the team. Jay Billis says that Reed Shepard is the most complete player on the team. What do you all think? Well, got to go talk to you later. Yeah, I mean that's that's why I mean his plus minus is the best in the country. It's the steals, it's the assists, it's a little bit of everything. And already, I mean this is 3 weeks into the season. This he, morning, Jonathan Giovanni has Reed Shepard in his latest mock draft. Number 25 to the Indiana Pacers. He is also number 1 in the country in terms of three-point shooting as well as Shooting efficiency? Effective field goal Effective percentage. Field goal yeah, percentage. and I don't really know how that stat works. Same. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it just takes out layups. I th- that, that, well, Reed doesn't have many of those. So. Yeah, I, I think it just takes out layups. Like, what's your true shooting percentage? Maybe that's it. But Indiana would be a funny fit, too, because – not a funny fit, but, like, IU fans would just drink up having a white guy on their NBA team that's awesome and plays like Reed – and also having Oscar Sheboy there. Oscar yeah, Sheboy got, got called, called up. up. Yeah. yeah, the goggles, man, they're working. He's averaging. I saw what's he averaging? Like nineteen points, eighteen rebounds, or something crazy. It's ridiculous in the G League. Yeah, my my roommate keeps bringing it up with me every time he sees an impressive Oscar stat. He he'll share it with me. I mean, there's so many. T- well, every time I look at him, and I'm just like, are you surprised? Like he, this he, is what he does. He did this last year. He did this the year before. I mean, what's going like, to happen if he does that in the NBA though? He gets there oh, and it's just man. like twenty twenty a night. Be incredible. Because I mean, you got it. That's what I mean. You almost have to expect that, right? I mean, what? When, when is? Can you? I'm gonna read some more text. Can you look up when his debut? Will like? Will they say when his debut is? Because I want to. I hope they have props up for him, and I just want to bet whatever they are. I'll, I'll tell you this right now: his scoring will definitely go down in the NBA, but I don't. I don't see those rebound numbers but, changing. But I mean, he, even if he's ten and twenty, who cares? You, you got to play him, right? I mean, it's twenty points or twenty rebounds. That yeah. that's that could be a, your entire team's rebounding. I know he would probably play less. I don't. I don't know the Pacers' front court situation. Uh, Roy Hibbert. I know he ain't walking through that door. Hell, Miles Turner ain't even there anymore. So, yeah. Um, hopefully, Oscar. I, I just. If you can be the best rebounder on the planet, there should be a spot for you in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, just period. 
Even Montrezl. I know Montrezl was a better athlete, but that was part of his deal. Ooh, so he will get his first action against none other than Bam Adebayo in the heat. And see, and he's not too small to be able to match up with Bam in the heat. That's actually right. a great matchup for Oscar. Yeah, it doesn't say when that game is, but I imagine either tonight or tomorrow. Well, uh, Oh, Thursday. Yeah, so today, tonight. All right, I'm pulling up uh, the apps to see if we can get some player props on them. Wow. <laughs> uh, some textures on the Thornton's text on really calling out TJ. Sports talker officially on fraud alert. Somebody else said, come, 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 It really got him. It really, really got him there. Um, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, do we have any player rebound stats? We do not have any for Oscar Sheeway. You'll have to wait. Took they'll they'll probably do to closer to tip off. Yeah. Okay. I'd imagine. I hope so. I hope so. Who? Um, yeah, Texter on the Florida Texans mentioned that St. Joe's is making Villanova look silly. That's a good basketball team. Really is. Really is. That was a. It's gonna. Hopefully, they keep do, making some wins like that too to help. UK in the net rankings down the stretch. Mm -hmm. You you want some of these, uh, for lack of a better term, poop state teams to to goose your 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 power rankings down the stretch. Like your UNC Wilmingtons, right? You hope that that team, UNC Wilmington, Penn, you need those teams. The Illinois State, the revenge game for uh, Antonio Reeves. I don't think that's going to be the case. But you <laughs> want those teams to to hopefully goose your your net rankings down the stretch. Next texter says, watch John Welch on the sideline. In the clip where Reeves drives baseline and kind of dunks, he was pumped. That was shocking because Reeves does not dunk. Even when they had that run out and he laid it up at the end, he doesn't do that. And for him to rise up, it was it was kind of one of those where he like threw it down and didn't really grab the rim. Maybe it's a thing he just doesn't want um, to hurt his hands because if you've never dunked a basketball before – it, I never have. Yeah, uh, it <laughs> there is something to that, right? Like it kind of hurts. <laughs> you know, you have to get used to it. You have to grab on the rim a certain way. If you do it just one handed, sometimes you know. So Reeves just maybe just, that's his uh, that's his money maker. That shooting hand. By the way, is there anybody on this team that's likely having more fun this year than Antonio Reeves? Somebody mentioned that the other day. For him to come back and just. I mean, that had to be the selling point for Cal, right? Like, listen, I know it sucked last year, but look how we're building this team. Mm -hmm. You can shoot. You don't have to be the guy. He's getting 18 and a half points a game. Uh, I looked up yesterday. He's 16th in nationally in three-pointers made, 22 so far this season. He's getting all kinds of looks. Yeah. And that's – that. I mean, you have to thank the freshman for that. Hope my texts get read tomorrow. Brought some heat. I understand you guys are getting more of them and can't dedicate an entire show to them. Appreciate what you do. Well, hopefully we got some heat coming up for you. DJ was coming to his own the last couple of games and was getting his spots a lot easier than he was in his first few weeks. Schedule is light for the rest of the month, so hopefully he misses a, only misses a game or two. I'm I'm with you there, Texture. Did we get an update on that at all yesterday? No. No speaking engagements yesterday. I would imagine we'll get an assistant coach or it's probably players. The way that kind of works, we'll probably get players, so we probably won't get any sort of update, but I would imagine that he'll be out on Saturday against UNC Wilmington. And But on the flip side, it's um, a lot of folks are anticipating that it will be 
Aaron Bradshaw's debut and first game without those stupid stickers on the court. Hey, oh. Yeah, because uh, Kentucky, uh, the women are in SEC volleyball tournament action today. That all starts. Um, they open up with, I, I don't have the bracket pulled up, but they open up with Wofford, the Terriers, which that's uh, my cousin. Shout out Chloe Smith. On Wofford? Volleyball. She's going to be there next year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I got to imagine she's going to go to the game tonight. That's at 730. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. Um, they're hosting that at Rep Arena, and then if they win, I believe they'll be playing Friday. Come on, why don't you why don't you have that up on the website, Mister? Put it on the schedule. We can we can count that as a win, okay? Uh, the second round, yeah, it would be Friday at seven, and they likely would play Baylor. Who I know. Uh, no, it'd be James Madison, right? No, why would it be James JMU? Because they're the nationally ranked team. They're ba- the seven seed. Okay, but Baylor, they have. I think she's still there. I don't know if she is. But Maddie Skinner, I think both of the Skinner sisters transferred to Baylor, mm-hmm. who former Cats. So, potential revenge game. Potential revenge game. Isn't their dad the coach? No. They would have gone there. Craig, Sk- originally. Craig Skinner's not the coach at UK? He, he is not their father. No. Oh, he's not their dad. They're not okay. related. They're oh, from okay. Texas. They're not. Gotcha. <laughs> if you look at them, you would probably it'd be safe to assume they're not related. <laughs> Louisville opens tonight against Wright State, Rome College. Shout out Callie Martin, family friend, uh, who is Horizon Player of the Year. Uh, good South Ender. Uh, another assumption grad. That, she'll be back uh, with the Raiders tonight uh, playing the cards. Not sure who they could play if they win tomorrow night. Uh, Western Michigan or Auburn. Oh, okay. Uh, Roushes might be at that game tomorrow night. Come on. I don't think wife's going to make it there tonight, but probably make it there tomorrow night. If, you, if you've never been to an NCAA tournament volleyball game, highly recommend. And you're in Lexington or Louisville. If you got, especially if you've got young kids, it's it's ex- like every play is exciting. They'll, they'll stay locked in. Mm-hmm. Do we have a shot with the Washington State quarterback? Maybe. What's his All, name? Uh, Cam Ward. Also, the people telling you that quarterbacks cost a million dollars are liars. They just are. They're liars. Now, if they have multiple years, then yes, they can be one or two million dollars because you're paying four hundred five four hundred thousand dollars a year, and it breaks down to what thirty thousand a month or something like that. Like when they're saying it's two million dollars, well, maybe if he's here for X amount of time, but if he's only here for eight months, because a lot of these guys are rental one year guys. Mm-hmm. And you know the going rate, so just don't don't fall for all of that. There's reports that there's ten schools that are willing to pay a million dollars for Cam Ward. I'm you know, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. He's also not in the portal yet. We had KJ Jefferson yesterday. Scoots jump in and jump out, or he didn't jump in. Somebody reported that he was going in, um, and then he said on his Instagram story, "I haven't made a decision yet." Uh, the early indications are that he would team up with his former coach. Dal Loggins, he was a tight ends coach at Arkansas. Uh, there's reports he would go to South Carolina, who would be on Kentucky schedule next year. Now, the portal's not open yet, right? For grad transfers, it is. And also, people are saying they're going to get into the portal. Right, but they can't enter, what, until the 4th? Monday, Monday. Monday. Okay. yes, that's correct. 
Hey guys, how do you think the team will deal with DJ if he is out any length of time? We have a deep backcourt. However, DJ feels like a pretty significant piece of what we're trying to build, especially without the bigs. You think this impacts what this team will be able to do heading into SEC play? No, I'm not. I'm not worried about it taking that long. Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing you got to, I think, worry about Scoots is just the rust and getting him back into the mix of things because I don't. It was it was the Jeff Goodman argument. I don't think there's going to be some sort of problem where guys are getting pissed off because they aren't getting enough minutes, right? I mean, they understand who's playing well, who is not, and the the defining characteristic you have of this team so far that leads the team and leads the nation in assist to turnover ratio is they're unselfish. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? Like that's. Well, in a normal year, DJ Wagner being out would be a massive hit, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like he could miss a month, maybe even two, and this team's still going to be fine because of all the talent they have on the floor still. And and you you mentioned they're getting Bradshaw back, maybe not Saturday, but if it's not Saturday, should be sometime next week. So, yeah, I mean, things are, things are only going to get better. Two things. Was DJ thinking about his jumper when he was saying it's broke? <laughs> Is UK taking the lead over Louisville and wins yet in Louisville fans' minds and what games they think should count? Oh, that's a good point. Um, I could pull it up. Um, but I think that they still lead the modern series, if I'm not mistaken. Louisville? In the Governor's Cup. Mm. Dating back to 1994. Because to uh, the internet's moving a little slow here. At the Big X, which love the festive decorations at the Big X. Oh, yeah. Today. Looks great. Yeah, they're great. Uh, so, technically, we'll, if you take out Kentucky's first six wins, Louisville would be up 15-14 in the Governor's Cup. So, if you want to play that game with them, they still have a one-game advantage. Um, a texture just is putting this cart way in front of the horse. Hey, guys, at this point, do we all agree that we only have Reed Shepard for just this freshman year? He might just be the best guard in the country. At least by the time March rolls around, he may actually have earned that mantle. He's clearly the freshman of the year, in my opinion. Thoughts? Dude, it's November 30th. Like we, They don't give out awards in November. They don't make NBA draft picks in November. We don't need to – I don't, I don't want to spend all offseason – like, let's enjoy Reed Shepard. We don't need to d debate if we're going to get him for a year or two or not until that time comes. And here's here's the, the funny thing about all this, Scoots. If there was ever to be a person – that could make NBA lottery money while in college. It would be, it would be Reed Shepard. <laughs> the the amount of nil money that would pour in for that guy. Kids are making good money now. They're making you know I I mentioned the million dollar mark is kind of silly. There's probably a few that are around that in basketball, especially with shoe deals and stuff, because that's based on I will sign with you in the future, right? But. I mean, who's to say that $10 million can't be put up for Reed to run it back, you know? That's less than a little, a little bit less than a draft pick, but still. I don't want to spend all offseason debating that. Or not all offseason, all of the middle of the season middle where we're season, having fun yeah. watching it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's, that's something we can cross that bridge much later when we get to it. Nigel Pike was the guy I was most worried about hitting the game, but our defense was fantastic. One of six, no made threes. Reed blocked on him before the half swung momentum. And here's the thing, too, that – Part of the John Welch effect that I think was missing once Robic left. The scouting was evident. They were running three-point shooters off the three-point line. It didn't matter if it was a bad closeout. 
that was scouting report. They were paying attention to it to a T. It was great to watch. It was a lot of fun. We get to see more of it Saturday at 4. I'm going to figure out a way to do two TV setup. I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a good time. Hopefully, TJ's feeling better, and he'll be back with us tomorrow. Until then, for Justin Kalen, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats. Go Kroger. It was 1970-something in the world that I grew up in. Fair Fawcett hair, dude. Bottoms and A-track tape.